is way better because this is Hi there, here we are with episode number four of the Fight Twins podcast, brought to you by the Ultimate Fight League and Triad Promotions. Today we have a very special guest for your good friend Amir Sabacic and his business partner Paul Palcic, who both together run the Super Fight Series. And here is our guests right now. We're going to call them and they're going to be on the line in a couple of seconds. Hello, how are you doing, Amir? Good, can't complain. Well, um, we can't complain, obviously, with all this corona rubbish going on. So social distancing, yeah? Stay away, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have a really special episode today on the Fight Twins podcast. We have our good friend Amir Sabacic and his business partner, Paul Palcic, who both together run the Super Fight Series um, kickboxing events that are quite profound and quite big and well known here in the UK um, to first of all guys just so we can start off um, on the most relevant topic that's going around the coronavirus how have you guys been surviving during this quarantine time I'm very interested to know how have you been training how have you been training your students how have you been getting on with your daily lives yeah I think I can say that for both of us we are both um, teaching our members uh, daily really I'm doing online uh, PTs with all of them um, I'm actually personally using a WhatsApp, so make it a bit more personal with three at a time. Uh, some of them because they are too young, so I train them like individually. And yeah, so that's my day really. Wake up, wash my face, make a coffee, do some press-ups and some squats, and then uh, teach from kind of like sometimes 10, 11, all the way flat out till, well, last night was till 7. So yeah, and Paul probably, he can tell you. Yeah, so I um, I run kickboxing and taekwondo uh, gyms in London. Um, obviously, we have to close down over this period, uh, rightly so. So I've transferred the class over to online classes, uh, which is working really well. Uh, we're running either by Facebook Live, the private members page, or uh, we're doing some uh, Zoom classes. Zoom's good because you can actually have like a classroom scenario with 15, 20 students in front of you on the screen if you can manage it. Uh, so that's, that's working pretty well, actually. And it's allowing people to carry on training. Uh, we're actually running more classes than we normally do run. Uh, so in a variety of classes, we're breaking classes up. So we'll have a stretching class or a specific cardio kickboxing class or a technique class or whatever. So people can tune in and log into what they want to watch and so on. And it helps people get through this period and, you know, keep the club running and, uh, you know, keeps the level of normality to the whole thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've noticed a lot of clubs are doing that. They're taking that approach of doing online classes and, and obviously it's a way to survive really as well because people can't come into the clubs. Uh, obviously the government is not allowing anything like that. Uh, group gatherings of any kind aren't allowed. So the logical thing to do for gyms and clubs is to do Zoom classes and do Skype kind of meetings and, and WhatsApp kind of thing. So technologies really came in here during this pandemic and helped a lot of businesses out particularly gyms. Totally. Absolutely. Thanks God, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that easy. It's, it's, I mean, we're lucky. Like you said, the technology's there now. That it's, anyone can set it up. You know, you just need a, a phone with a decent camera, some decent lighting, and a couple of ideas. You have to vary the classes. You have to sort of adapt a little bit to what you're doing, of course, but you know, that's part of running the club anyway. So I think a lot of people are learning some good skills actually from this whole process. And like that online, you know, class structure is something you can carry on afterwards as an extra service to students or like a VIP member section where people can get an additional online class, etc. The, 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 the possibilities are endless from it. You know, private class-wise, like Amelie's running his classes privately. 
uh, and I've been watching them do it, and there's literally one to one, and it's near as damn it as good as being there, you know. So there's always there's always a way around these situations. Yeah, and we're soldiers, you know, we do it properly. So yeah, that's <laughs> it. Goes wrong, we adapt. Uh, I think actually, in general, I'd, I'd like to, Michael, um, um, say a huge thank you, not just to obviously the NHS and everyone, but like the martial arts instructors in the UK. I mean, from our sport, we're doing a huge, huge, and an amazing job keeping the whole nation healthy. Uh, don't really get as much credit as everyone else in a, in a way. And, um, and not really looking at it like that, but uh, you know, there's millions of people that train online thanks to all the martial arts schools. So, you know, to all our friends and family, you know, like keep up the great work and thank you. Yeah. So, what's happened, what's happened with this whole thing is I've noticed there's a lot of martial art forums um, coming together and there's a lot of sharing of information freely, you know, and people are sort of happy to do that. Instructors who know maybe have some tips and tactics for certain things are, are happy to share that with other instructors and so on. So. Um, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, and the funny sort of roundabout way, there's a lot coming together. This, this whole process, even though we're all isolated, it's almost like we're closer than we were actually before. Absolutely. That leads me on to my next question uh, very nicely, to be honest. So I was going to ask both of you, um, how, I know the coronavirus and the pandemic, it's, it's, a lot of negatives have came from this, but has there been any positives for you guys like in terms of being able to spend more time with your kids and your family? Um, just general, like you're talking about there, the martial arts community has kind of brought people more together a little bit instead of competing against one another. Um, have you noticed, if, it's, it's a kind of a, a weird kind of question because there's a lot of negatives, obviously, but has there been any slight positives for you guys in terms of like spending more time with kids and family and stuff? I think you've always got, I mean, as martial arts people have been in martial arts for a long time, um, you know, it's our nature to try and look at the positive side of things anyway. That's yeah. how you train, that's how you get through difficult training sessions and stuff. So that's that's kind of how your mind is geared up anyway. And I think in a situation like this, the, the positive is always there if you, if you focus on them. You know, there's, there's a lot of positives. You've got time, additional time to develop your, you know, when we're all going to come back much, much stronger anyway with new ideas, with new okay. systems in place. You know, with new structures, all the stuff which we've been putting off, like redesigning websites and you know, revamp payment systems and everything we've been putting off. Now's a chance to get it all done. So that's that's a huge positive anyway, uh, for start, and it gives time to yeah, like I said, time for family, time for you know, a little bit of thinking about other stuff other than just business all the time, and also time to reflect on maybe where we've gone wrong in the past and maybe not getting the balance right for working and social life and you know. I think a lot of people now are prioritising things differently, you know, if they're being, if they're being wise anyway. Well, loads of brainstorming, loads of rest, and I think that the rest came good to for everyone. Um, really, we can see. I think we all. I mean, I myself, I'm 100 plus hours a week, and kind of like, and um, yeah, I, I'm, I cut loads down, and I will cut loads down, and focus on on, on what's really important. Me. Well, you both lost weight as well, which is always yeah. a positive. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm fading away. Top rack, open, please, brother. <laughs> Top rack, by the way, is the best Turkish restaurant in Luton and around. That's another point. Yeah. As we were saying yesterday, it's like yeah. when you're working, you're not almost because at the minute everyone's conscious about money and we're all obviously losing income one way or another. Um, we've been super careful about spending and stuff like that. It's you kind of look back and what you've done and just realise how frivolous you are with spending money and how carelessly you sort of, you know, you don't think about what you're spending on and stuff like that. And I think okay. it's, we're not, it's not a case of being shrewd, but it's just a case of being a little bit more sensible. And I think everyone can probably benefit from that as well. I'm sure we all come back 
Bigger, better, faster, harder, smarter. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, I totally agree with you. So that's so yeah. So so no, that's enough of the the negative questions, talking about the virus and all this kind of stuff, because there's a lot of negativity going around. Now I want to focus on some more positive um, things. Um, I want to know from both of you. Um, anybody can go first. I want to know what got you into martial arts and what made you pick this as your career, your journey you want to go on. What was the one person or the experience that made you? I, yeah, I started. I grew up in Germany and uh, I think I was five and a half and three German kids beat the living crap out of me. And as I was walking home all swollen and bruised and bloody, I passed next to this uh, like sports center. The doors were open, it was summer. And uh, there were people like throwing each other around there. So basically it was a judo club. So as cocky as I was, I went in there and said, who's the boss here? I want to learn how to fight. He goes, well, we don't, we don't teach how to fight. We, lean, we teach how to defend. I said, look at me, you know, in German, of course. And then, um, yeah, that's it really. I never looked back. No drugs, no drinking, no smoking. I trained since I'm five and a half and this is now what? Um, I think it's, um, yeah, 17th of August, 44 years, you know? And um, after that, really, I, I trained all my life in the military, of course, as you know, and past that I worked in sales here. And then, to be honest, you know, a few of the companies closed down, it was made redundant, I left some companies, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, you know what, everything is fake, all money orientated, no one really likes you, it's not genuine. And I did not feel like I contribute something. Mm. And uh, I always used to run a gym, of course, Storm Gym is uh, started 1st November 99. And uh, yeah, so, and then I literally cut everything and I started teaching. Met uh, obviously my business partner for Storm Paul on again. Um, invested some money and yeah, so look at us now. That's it. That's me in short, really. And of course, through martial arts, everything else comes. The fight shows, the this, the that, you know. The, the funny thing is, myself and Abby, we a similar sort of age. Uh, we actually opened up our own businesses around about the same time. I think third of September, I opened mine up around about the 12th of September 1999. So we got, uh, and it's just funny how we sort of met, met each other and everything connected. And, you know, clicked into place seven yeah. eight years ago or whatever. And Straight we've away. got a similar background. We're both from traditional martial arts. We both did a similar sort of time scale. You're both Balkans. Both Balkans. <laughs> both like a challenge, obviously. Uh, both think of our hearts, maybe a little bit too yeah. much, but that's kind of the reason why we got to where we are. Uh, and uh, it kind of feels we're just doing the purpose of doing what we're supposed to do in terms yeah. of teaching martial it arts. It feels so right, bro. We live it every day. What we're doing is associated with martial arts training and networking and teaching students and developing our own businesses and developing the shows and that and the other so beautiful life actually yeah that's that's fantastic so see you guys as kids did you did you guys grow up watching martial arts movies bruce lee movies jackie chan stuff like that jet lee were you guys energetic kids yeah, later, of course but then i was five i wasn't really well, yeah I a big influence for me actually was uh, star wars uh oh, wow. original star wars 1977 I mean, it's all, if you know about the history of Star Wars, it's basically ripped off a Japanese movie uh, anyway, and it's, it's so much of it's based on, you know, uh, Japanese samurai codes of ethics and, you know, chi power and chi energy and all that. And you just, I was fascinated as a kid uh, with all of that. And then the same as Amir, you end up getting to some fights and all that. My parents, my dad was Irish, uh, you know, the, as far as he's concerned, taught me some boxing skills, taught me how to fight, and his job was done as a dad. And, you know, I was, um, next thing was in a martial art club. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm watching the films so and the end of the dragon, obviously. Everyone, yeah. Of yeah. course, <laughs> when you were old enough, then you, you know, all the Bruce Lee movies, yeah. all the, 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 everything, Jackie Chan, Do you remember Van Damme. That? Do you remember that program called The Master of Lee Van Cleef? It's a, a ninja program. It's on TV about 11.30 at night with uh, Lee Van Cleef, who was cool anyway from all the Tint Eastwood films. And it's called a master and he's a ninja and he's a black. That was phenomenal, bro. I mean, that, that inspired me. I remember also this was it the Shaolin, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. David Carradine, you know, yeah. as a walking yeah. monk in, in, in Kung, I think Fu. Kung Fu something yeah. in America and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I think I watched all of the movies because uh, <laughs> my friend in Bosnia, his um, cousin used to own a video shop. So, you're talking, there's no Kung Fu or or any kind of martial arts movie that I did not watch. Wow, wow, wow. Brilliant. That's, That's amazing. Fantastic. So, Cynthia Rockland and all of these others. Yeah, I watched Cynthia Rockland a few times, actually. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's, that's fascinating. So, see, you guys, because obviously you guys have got an excellent connection with each other. You've got a fantastic working relationship. You're obviously good friends, and you've, you've been martial arts brothers for a long time. So, how did, see, your journey... Uh, individually and then obviously your journeys coming together how did everything end up with Super Fight Series how did that come about because it's a fantastic think, show um, yeah on you I go I think uh, we basically um, Paul knew about me obviously because he's from Dunstable and he was uh, contacted then we used to do the custom made fight gear so basically Tate used to sell it and Paul Onega my business partner used to kind of run it I used to just contact give them all the contacts and stuff and like what everyone's doing now, we did it like what, eight, nine, ten years ago. Anyway, um, so yeah, and then obviously we met. And I think the first time we met, it just clicked and we talked about... We were supposed to meet up for PT, we ended up going Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Before we start, what do you mean, Trey? Let's go eat. <laughs> I think I walked up about 11 o'clock and it is, Nando's almost open before us, so they booked out Yeah. Nando's and, they, <laughs> uh, and after about two years, uh, I mean, kept on... Um, uh, basically pushing me about this show, Superfight Series, around about uh, early 2014, we started talking about it. And um, I didn't really know a lot about shows at the time, so it was properly cropped in at the deep end. And we set a date, which was uh, May 16th, May 2015, for the first and, show. Uh, the Arena, yeah. which was then actually the first ever show in, after 20 years, a kickboxing show, I mean, um, yeah. in the SSC Arena. We went quite big the first time. I had uh, one of my shoes. Runs an advertising promotional company in London, <coughs> Dan and City, and she basically got on board to effectively sell her seats and sell her product and sell the you know tables, marketing and um, sponsorship to your high end sort of London clients. Didn't exactly work like that, but it's kind of getting there. We tried, yeah. <laughs> and she means we sort of booked the big venue and we had all sort of you know uh, singing, dancing, and stars and lights and all the rest of the stuff. The Dynamo was there. Yeah, Dynamo was there. We had a, we actually had a choreographed dancing team uh, specifically trained to do some kickboxing moves and the yeah. dancing sequences and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Loads, loads of stuff going on. Jimmy Manuel, yeah. And look, there were lots of people. Uh, basically, yeah, that's it really. So the show, the show was great anyway. And then I just started the ball rolling and, you know, it's always been up and down. It's always been a challenge. There's always been major learning curves, but, you know, yes. Yeah. So what doesn't break you makes you stronger. Yeah, we felt like nearly the, the the UK sport. You know, I, I I'm as you know with Storm Jim, well um, travelled and I go to all these global shows and stuff. And I'm always thinking the idea basically was always to have a UK show that kind of like is for all, and that everyone has some sort of and support because you go to let's say when you think about Latvia, King of Kings, Latvia is what two million people. 
two, three, four. Mm. It's huge, King of Kings, global show. Uh, Romania with uh, all of the others, they have now five, six shows. I mean, every country, France, Germany, blah, blah, blah. But it, it was so difficult. And to be honest, over the years, obviously, we realize now that UK, as I say, is castle to castle mentality. They really don't want nothing big and they will not support it as long as it's not a... It, it's very, yeah, castle to castle mentality. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, but Super Fighter Series, you know, obviously, in my opinion and many other people uh, in the game in the United Kingdom, the Super Fighter Series is very highly rated. And it looks to be going from strength to strength. And obviously, you guys are doing a lot of things abroad in different countries and stuff like that. Yeah. Just can you talk a little bit about where you see Super Fighter Series or where you want it to be within yeah, the next um, five years or so? Because it's obviously on a very good projection. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, like with regards to uh, all the Super Fight Series abroad, it's more me. You know, Paul is kind of like, uh, like he's the brain and mastermind for really the whole concept of the show. I mean, we talk, to be honest, we drive down to Eastbourne, uh, go for some food or walk on the sea. Yeah, so long and short of it, we both, I mean, I mean, without doubt, one of the best matchmakers, uh, you know, in the UK, there's no, there's no doubt that. It's one of the main reasons why the show is so dynamic. The fights are just sensational, regardless of... Uh, Level. And this is, this is something which I think we're blessed with, in, in a sense, because you can't plan for that. You know, you can't, you can't predict how fights are going to be. You can, you can judge it to a degree but then whatever happens on a night what happens on a night you just don't know but you know one thing you've always got right is the fights are just sensational I mean so many so many we've got literally I think a hundred fights recorded you know, which we're uploading from time to time and it's just hard to pick a good but the best fight because they're all so good and they're so dynamic and people just go for war and you know something switches on inside of them you know in, in the ring and just, they just go for it you know? yeah I think they bring the A game because of I, I think going back to how we started it was a big it was a huge show so we did a huge impact yeah. after us really after Super Fight Series a lot of other different shows started in a way popping up and also going big and it was a little bit more uniform better and so you know not like saying oh it's because of us or something but it was good to see that trend continuing and now we have quite few like pure pure k1 shows or where the k1 is is the most because look it is easy for the eye and like not taking anything away from any other style it's just like you know it's pure battle isn't yeah, it yeah. I mean, getting back to that, so I mean, Amir will be the main matchmaker, but he'll talk to me about what I think a lot. I mean, he includes me a lot in decision making, and he's just talking about the eight men now. We're, to, uh, we're looking at doing cool. yeah, potentially two eight men, which is phenomenal. Uh, and then he'll go back and forth a little bit, but he's the main man for that. I'm more in charge of doing the, the marketing and the promotions and the advertising and the artwork and the, all that sort of behind the scenes sort of stuff. But again, Amir inputs a lot to that. So we've got our own positions, but we go, you know, we're happy to sort of go back and forth and talk to each other. We do a lot of that. Like bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. Yeah. Excuse well. And yeah, look, the, but the main the main goal really is, is to stick to that formula of great fights, great night, great entertainment. And um, we can't be touched on, on that front um, kind of at all. The fights are amazing. We made so many different, we made so many big names in the UK as well. Like obviously like many other shows, of course. But like, you know, like you have people like Mo Abdurrahman who got, uh, he was literally, he was stopped on the first show. And look at him now, you know. And it's like a lot of those people uh, that, that started in the beginning and they, they really went big. Oh, yeah. No, you're right, because an athlete, we work very closely with uh, Dominique Machus. He's fought on your events a lot, and he built his name up on your shows yeah, yeah, yeah. over over years. Yeah, you know, Dominique is a, you know, he's Polish, so he's a warrior. 
So and again, he he came. He never even the last last fight. You know, he could have pulled out. He had a broken elbow or something. But just shows you. Look, this is the thing. You see, people want uh, the the fighters, the the true fighters that want to fight and want to challenge. Then they come to SFS. Is different. It has that certain magic and. I, I remember the first time I, I saw Dominic actually came out for the weigh-in on the fourth on the fifteenth of May. Uh, on the Friday, he was late for the weigh-in anyway. Uh, and I had to ask him who he was, because, I mean, he didn't look like a fighter. He was just a skinny, you know, sort of, you know, Polish kid, on, on, on assuming, you know, polite, etc., etc. I took his glass off, weighed it, and the next day I saw him, he's absolutely phenomenal in the ring. He's phenomenal. And he always has. He's been on a lot of our shows, and he's always, he's always turned up. He's always performed. He's had a, absolutely amazing. Yeah. We have our kind of, like, as you can see, probably quite few regulars. Which we like to not just push, you know. Sometimes they're on a good roll. The main thing is really that the fighters have a regular stage. And so when you do, like we do now, five shows a year. Well, unfortunately, not uh, probably not uh, two this year because of the coronavirus or whatever. We'll see. Um, it's it gives them a stability. So they're not really invited just to get beaten up or whatever, and then never back again. Win or lose, everyone is invited back. Yeah, everyone's got a fair chance. Everyone, you know, obviously fair. The that's really said just turn up and they, they go to war yeah. anyway Dominic is always known for that uh, as well as other lots of other fights yeah well on the last show he beat Marcel and Marcel you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcel actually has a 2-2 two and two on an SFS I think yeah, yeah. no 3-2 three, three wins and 2 losses yeah that was a really good fight yeah he's a good fighter as well Oh, yeah. decent, decent fight. So, guys, uh, so that's amazing. Um, that's great to know. And uh, just the next question, just moving on to, I want to know more about King Tape. I want to know how that came about. I want to know what inspired you guys to have your own raps. Oh, well, King Tape is basically, uh, you know what happened? I, I think I rapped about 15 fighters, eight of mine and seven others on one show. And the next morning, my thumbs... They were so swollen and so painful, both from the ripping, it was the normal white uh, tape, right. and it just did not work. I thought, okay, this is shit, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> so I looked, and I was in China at that time, and I think Yanis uh, was fighting um, Fukai, or no, uh, whoever, one of the Chinese anyway. Uh, I think he won by TKO in round three. And then the tape they gave us was really nice and smooth, but quite short, and uh, not so easy rip, so yeah. I looked into actually, spoke to my friend Teddy there, and he hooked me up with some Chinese company, we went to see it, it was bloody huge, and you know, back and forth several times, and uh, you know, I won't go into the details, the cut a bit more, this, that, and stuff, but yeah, it's a smooth as silk, as they say, and um, obviously 13.7 meters, and it's really, it's just great, and so, and whoever tries it can't say nothing against it. I mean, as, as far as I know, I don't have, I don't know anyone mm. who said anything against it. And of course, King Tape sponsors Super Fight Series, Amateur Kings, and quite a lot of um, uh, UK up-and-coming talent and, and fighters. Um, everything now is uniformed on the Kingsports uh, Kingsports and uh, if you go there under the athlete, you'll see everyone is from from literally from Liam Harrison, Jonathan Agati, um, Liam Nolan, all the way down. You know, like loads of fighters. Just to yeah, I was just about to mention that. In fact, that yeah, you've got you guys are sponsoring some well-to-do athletes like Liam Harrison and um, obviously Jonathan Haggerty, people like that, which is great for for the UK scene and for your rap. And, you know, I was sponsoring Joe Craven, and uh, he asked, "Oh, Liam likes the tape, so would you?" I said, "Yeah, of course." So I sent him a T-shirt and and a uh, uh, thing of boxer or two or whatever. But he still owes me a picture with the T-shirt on. So Liam. 
do some work, yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we have a lot, you know, like others, like of course, from kids to there's, I mean, I, I think nearly overall probably way over 50, 60 uh, people. That's excellent. And does that rap, you can use that for any combat sports, right? You can use it for boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, yeah. doesn't matter. That's right, yeah. Any sport as well. You know, look, I have some of the pictures where people actually put the whole, uh, I call the side of the car, bro, it's fell off the, um, Peter Huran, actually. Uh, above the tire, the thing fell off, so he just, uh, he just taped it with king tape, so I was laughing. Obviously, that's not something you should do. <laughs> it, it served the purpose. But um, yeah, going back to um, obviously light the stick uh, to Super Fight Series, um, we are lucky to have now obviously a few sponsors like uh, the government, uh, nutrition and um, clothing, uh, Flow State, obviously Paltrich Taekwondo, you know, Paul's uh, business and Storm Gym, my business. Um, we kind of carry the whole um, uh, business and, and quite a few of the others. Um, so yeah. It's looking so much better, and um, hopefully, hopefully, with the next shows, you know, we'll be able to do a lot more different stuff. As you know, you know, like uh, I'd like to think we are quite innovative, and there's always something different. And yeah, that's it, really. So can't complain. Um, from the next show, we are actually launching something. Okay, Paul, we discussed for about now two years. Three years, is it? <laughs> uh, Super Thai series. Oh. Um, so we are coming into the Mutai business. In the beginning, really, we didn't think about it. But then, like, uh, a lot of the Mutai shows started doing, like, kickboxing too, K1 specifically. And so I thought, you know, now now is the time for us to actually branch into kickboxing. Uh, That's great. Yeah, some amazing fights and some amazing news and some amazing stuff for everything from juniors to adults, plant and, yeah. So. Yeah, so your, so your Super Fight Series shows only focus on kickboxing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really like that about the way you guys do things is that you don't mix the shows, you don't mix styles and shows, because I think that's it's not a problem. It's it's actually not bad. It works for a lot of people. But for me, as a fan of combat sports, when I watch an event, I want it to be just a boxing event or just an MMA event or just a Muay Thai show or just a K1 show. You know? Yeah. I mean, the reason why shows do that is to. It's, it's hard. Uh, boxing's a different league anyway. I mean, you, you're not getting on a boxing show unless you sell 100, 200 tickets anyway. But the kickboxing, Thai boxing, MMA, MMA maybe also a little bit more falls like that. But generally, kickboxing, Thai boxing have to, you know, mix up the discipline simply to get the numbers, bumps on the seats, you know, to run the show. And people don't realise there's a, the overheads to run the show is a phenomenal, you know? Massive. Of course. No, no, of course. It's, it's difficult to run just on a pure K1 sort of basis. So it's something we're proud about doing anyway. And um, yeah, people know how to get in and know how to get good fights. So it's a special subject for myself and I'm here in particular, you know, in terms of matchmaking and, you know, you, you know what you're getting sort of thing. And also, you know the audience, you can, you know, you know who you're getting in the door, you know how you can manage it, you know, you can operate. And, you know, I'm happy to say that generally speaking, that, that it's a great crowd, really good family oriented crowd. You know, everyone sort of comes together in a, in a sort of healthy way. and. I think that's what you get if you just focus on what you know. Having said that, like Amir said, there's a massive, massive shout for uh, Thai boxing to be added onto the show. There's so many gyms, for saying, asking us for it. So, hence the reason we're going to have a little bit of a sort of mini Super Thai series show, show within the show. And I think that will, um, I think that'll go down quite well. It'll just be something a bit fresh for us. That's new amazing. Challenge. Yeah, new challenge, exactly. Thanks Keeping things level. fresh. Yep, absolutely. Well, of course, you know, you've got. You got, you know, um, Phil's, uh, Phillips, uh, Muta Grand Prix and uh, KGP. It's kind of like, you know, it's two shows in one day. Uh, you got, I think, uh, Yokao does 
like Yokohama 25, Yokohama 26, and then quite a few of the others do, I don't know, like an undercard and then the main card and so on and so on. So yeah, you know. But I think it also, I mean, one of the reasons why we're doing it is because it allows um, some some Thai fans to come in and watch the K1 sort of style of doing things where the, the, they can sometimes be a little bit just their style sort of thing. And the same thing with K1. So it's going to hopefully allow people to appreciate the other sort of rules and disciplines a little bit more. And, you know, they're very similar, but they fight at a different pace and a different speed and different tempo and, you know, a different rule set. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, cool. something, it's something so similar in terms of disciplines that it's so different as well that I think it's, it's good to have one audience appreciate the other discipline, which is why we're doing, which is another reason why we're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That makes complete sense. So, guys, we're coming towards the end of the podcast now. So, what I would like to ask you guys uh, to finish off with is really, it's one main question that I have is how much, both of you on a personal level, I want to know, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners would like to know, how much of an influence has martial arts been on your in your life? How much of an influence has it been in how much has it directed you towards the positive path and for anybody out there that could be interested in martial arts or they could be going through some difficulties in their life mental physical um i just want to know from your perspective what's the kind of advice you'd give that person who's looking to get into martial arts or those people who don't know what they're doing really and they're kind of struggling uh with day-to-day you know mental health and stuff like that so To reframe the question, to start with, I'd go so far. I'm sure I missed the same. And anyone who's heavily involved in martial arts, and when you train in martial arts enough since you're a child, which you both have, and you know, for me personally, it was the change of my life when I started training in martial arts. And it's not physical. I mean, I think it's fair to say both me and Amir knew how to fight. We actually enjoyed a little bit of a scrap in schools, you know, beforehand anyway, and always started martial arts as a way of controlling that anger and managing it and managing your emotions, which I think all young men need to do one way or another uh, to be able to direct the energy into something positive. But I'd go so far as to say it, it changed my life completely. It gave me confidence and belief in something I could do, which helped my education, which helped my self-confidence a lot anyway, which gave me an outlet for emotions which I couldn't express as a young man, which I think is a, a huge problem for, for men these days anyway. Um, you know, that's, it saved my life quite frankly in some points in, in time where I was going through dark times and all I really had was the discipline and the focus, martial arts training, absolutely saved my life. And I'd say to anyone, don't, you know, in terms, especially this time, it's, it's a huge emotional thing going on and mental, you know, issues of people at the minute struggling either financially or with stress or just being isolated from other people and all the rest of the stuff. Something like martial arts, if it's taught in a, in a way with discipline, with the ethics, with the correct understanding of the fact that it's an art form and not just a fighting form, will help you every area of your life. You know, it gives you that indomitable spirit, that willpower uh, to, to never give up, to succeed, to strive for your goals, to achieve your goals. That's why I like to focus a lot on the kids' classes, actually, for me, because a lot of it's goal setting. You know, they'll, they'll get a certain task, they'll get a certain thing to train over the next few months. They'll go for their grading, they'll pass their grading. And that's a good sense of achievement, and it's a good sense of, you know, you have to work. It's, we can talk all day about well, yeah. teaching respect, that. discipline, everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. keep them healthy, which is the main thing. It's a life. It's a, it's a life. Once you, the whole point is, unlike say a job, uh, you know, as an accountant or whatever, you can go to your job and you can switch off, and then you, you go home and you're just not like that person. If you're a martial arts instructor or a martial arts master, or you've been doing it long enough, 
that's how you view the world, you know, through the eyes of a martial arts person. So everything you do, you know, your conduct in, in society, the way you approach people, your your mannerisms, everything is underpinned by your martial arts lessons. You become you become a martial artist. That's your life. Well, that, I mean, it's, that's how important it is to me. Absolutely, anyway. absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Very well put. That's very, very well put. Very insightful. So, guys, look, honestly, Amy and Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure having both of you on our podcast. We're very honoured to have you guys on and appreciate your time so much. Pleasure to be one of the first. Uh, yeah. No, really good. Really, really good questions and wish you the best of luck with all as well. Yeah, and just to say, the next, um, obviously, the next Super Fight Series um, date is. Um, Provisionally September 19th. And provisionally September 19th, and if not, then 5th December. Right. Yeah, so we're coming so, in. You know, we don't really know what's happening. Yeah. We've cancelled the obviously the April show, the July show. You know, we've, we've pretty much cancelled it anyway because just because um, September we don't know. So what we're saying to fighters and coaches is here's the provisional date, but if that's not available, then the actual the following date is the 5th of December. So you know, we can't you can't speculate entirely, but we're hoping definitely by then things are normalised. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and hopefully we'll be coming along to your next show. 100%. We're going to right. make our way over there. I've been meaning to come to your last couple of events, Samir, but I've not been able to come along. I know, bro. You let me down. <laughs> no, I'm going to definitely come to the next one and hopefully supply you some fighters as well. But until then, guys, look after yourselves. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you. All the best. All the best. Bye bye.